Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And for me, the most infuriating part about pea milk is if you look at the website of the most prominent pea milk brand and their kids' pea milk, they have cherry-picked the nutrients they think you want to know about, and they've hidden the actual nutrition facts panel, which shows that the kids' product has added sodium and added sugar, at which point this would not be a product that you would want to offer to your toddler as a fluid milk alternative. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby-led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using Baby Led Weaning. Well, hello there. Welcome back. Today we're talking about plant-based milks and are they safe for babies? Now, safe versus something you would want to offer a baby are probably two separate topics. But in this episode, I want to go through some common plant-based milks that are available on the market today and then analyze what is either in them or not in them and then how that kind of plays into the bigger picture of what's happening with your developing child. Now, this is a conversation primarily for parents and caregivers of older infants who will be making the transition around the one-year mark off of formula. So if you're buying and feeding commercial infant formula, And then you'll be going on to cow's milk or possibly a milk alternative. Now, if you're breastfeeding, you and your baby may continue to want to do that past one, which is wonderful if that works for you. Some of you listening might be like, I am done. You might already be done. You might be done at the one-year mark. And maybe you will be looking for info on making the transition to non-infant milk around that 12-month mark. Now, I like to start out each of these mini baby-led weaning training episodes with a BLW tip of the day. And today's tip is please remember we do not substitute fluid cow's milk or a milk alternative in place of infant milk for babies prior to 12 months of age. Okay, so breast milk and or formula, collectively, that's what we call infant milk. Infant milk is sufficient to meet your baby's needs for the first six months of life. Then when you start the weaning process, whereby between six and 12 months of age, you're working your baby from going from a 100% infant milk diet at six months to whereby at 12 months of age, we like to see most of baby's nutrition coming from food. So you're gradually weaning off of milk, but at the 12-month mark, when you make that transition, especially if you're formula feeding to a non-infant milk, you might be very overwhelmed by all of the different options that are out there. Now, I do have a few other episodes that if this whole idea of transitioning to milk is new for you, that you'll definitely want to listen to, okay? When we talk about the context of milk alternatives, it's generally the case that the children for whom the milk alternatives are most appropriate for are usually in two cases. 
One, if the child has a cow's milk protein allergy, right? If you have a cow's milk protein allergy, the therapy is to avoid cow's milk protein, at which point you could not switch to cow's milk at 12 months. If the family is vegan or chooses not to consume animal foods, that's another reason why cow's milk might not be a desirable option for those families. Now, if you are in the vast majority of people who will be making the transition to cow's milk, be sure to listen to episode 113. It's all about called transitioning to cow's milk. How do I do this? And also in episode 79, how to pick a milk when your baby turns one, I cover some of the plant-based milks and some of the differences between cow's milk in that episode. And then lastly, if you're feeling pressure or any inclination to purchase or utilize toddler milks or toddler formulas, oftentimes also called follow-on formulas, episode 135 is really important. It's called toddler milks and why you do not need to buy these formulas. So I will link up all of the other milk and milk alternative related episodes in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com. Now I have to be honest, myself, I was confused as a first time mom, even though as a dietitian, I'd always heard the message, no milk for babies before 12 months of age. And then you start learning about allergenic food introduction. You're like, hold up, I'm supposed to be introducing cow's milk protein to my baby at six months of age. I thought they weren't supposed to have cow's milk. So it kind of ties back into the tip, which is no fluid cow's milk in place of infant milk prior to 12 months of age because it's not nutritionally appropriate. However, we definitely want to be introducing your baby to that cow's milk protein allergy or the potentially allergenic food early and often. And so if you haven't done any cow's milk, well, also just heads up, if you're feeding infant formula, you've successfully introduced your baby to cow's milk because cow's milk protein is the base of infant formula. But if you've been exclusively breastfeeding, you might be looking for information on how to introduce your baby to cow's milk protein. And I have a great episode for you. Um, if you go way back in the podcast, it's one of the first allergenic foods we did back in episode 13. That's called milk protein, how to introduce your baby to this potentially allergenic food. I kind of explain that nuance there like, yeah, we don't feed cow's milk in place of the infant milk, but we definitely want to be offering cow's milk. And I'll give you some ideas on how to do that. So let's fast forward. You're getting close to the 12-month mark. You're either I'm done breastfeeding or I want to stop buying formula and I'm not going to do cow's milk either because the baby has a cow's milk protein allergy or we just decided not to. In many cases, that's for vegan families. There might be a lot of other reasons why you decide not to do cow's milk. People always say, well, what do you feed your kids? I'm a mom of seven. We have no cow's milk protein allergy in our household and we don't have any vegan, vegetarian considerations or religious reasons why we would not be eating cow's milk foods. And so we drink whole milk, cow's milk, starting at 12 months of age. So that's what we do. But again, milk is a very controversial topic. And what works for one family or is desirable for one family might not be for the other. So I just want to run down some of the milk alternatives for you. Today, we're going to cover soy milk, pea milk, almond milk, rice milk, coconut milk, and oat milk. I'll just tell you a little bit about each one in case you are considering them. And I'll start with soy milk, which if you don't have time to listen to the whole episode, spoiler alert, soy milk is going to be your best alternative, okay, to cow's milk. Pros about soy milk. Okay, soy is the only plant food that contains all nine essential amino acids that are easily absorbed by the human body, okay? So you might've heard of complete versus incomplete proteins. Complete proteins are almost exclusively found in animal foods and the incomplete proteins mean they lack at least one or more of the essential amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. Soy, however, as a plant food is very unique in the sense that it is a complete protein. Okay, now there are lots of other ways that toddlers get protein. And I've worked with families who consume absolutely no milk or milk alternatives and their child is fine. 
right? Why do we offer babies or toddlers rather cow's milk? Because a little bit of fat, they're still developing brains, even though it's a high fat food and we offer the full fat milk products, just so you know, up until age two, there's a lot of water in there. So there's a hydration factor, there's calcium, there's vitamin A and vitamin D, okay? But you can get vitamin A and vitamin D and calcium and protein from other sources. I have a friend who's a dietitian and she has two girls and she likes milk, but for whatever reason, her girls just didn't like cow's milk and they've never had it. And she's like, I just buy soy milk so I have something to put on cereal, but for the most part, they don't just drink cups of milk. They drink water and then they get their nutrition. They, they like yogurt and they have cheese and there's other sources of nutrition. So you don't have to be pumping your child full of any sort of milk product by any stretch of the imagination because it is possible and we should be getting most of the nutrition from food. So the, the milks and the milk alternatives are just kind of, I like to think of them as like a little bit of a, an afterthought, but after age one, most of baby's nutrition is coming from food and not from milk. So really this is an important topic to some degree, but it's not super important. What your baby eats is significantly more important than what they drink after the 12 month mark. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So back to soy, the pro is that it is a complete protein, okay, contains all of the essential amino acids. Cons, okay, there are a lot of soy milks out there that have added sugar in them. And you're going to hear, you're going to be like, Katie, you're a broken record. Every single one of these, you're like, there's added sugar. But remember, the recommendation from the American Academy of Pediatrics, and I fully agree with this, try to avoid offering added sugars prior to two years of age, okay? So if you're looking at a product and you look at the added sugars line, it should say zero grams. Whole milk, cow's milk, zero grams of added sugar. You can buy soy milk that has a significant amount of fat and does not have any added sugar. So that's why I like soy. Now, soy, as you might be aware, is one of the potentially allergenic foods. That's not a problem. But I don't use soy milk as a way to introduce soy to babies. If you go back to episode 285, it was called Soy, Three Ways to Introduce Soy to Babies and Why Soy Milk is Not One of Them. I go into it, but the long and the short of it is the amount of protein in soy milk and that the baby would actually be consuming is not significant or is not enough to really constitute the offering of that potentially allergenic food, okay? It's not realistic that your um, six-month-old is going to sit down and drink eight ounces of soy milk. And even if they could, I don't want them to because that takes up very valuable room in their stomach that they need that infant milk for. So I like soy milk. Um, if you absolutely cannot do cow's milk, and I'm not ranking the rest of these, I'm just saying soy is the one that I prefer. The rest of them, I do um, see some drawbacks with most of the options. So pea, we'll do the next one. Pea, if you're looking at pea milk, the protein in pea milk, it's also in 
not complete. Okay. It's an incomplete protein, not a huge deal, right? Because your child can be eating other sources of protein and you eat a variety of foods. You're naturally going to be combining all of those amino acids. Okay. Pea milk on its own, not a good source of calcium. Okay. Like a lot of these products, it's going to be fortified. So you always need to make sure you're looking for a fortified product. And then because peas are not a good source of fat, they end up adding vegetable oil into the pea milk. Okay. So you have to look carefully at the ingredient list and see what types of oils are there and whether or not that's something you would want in your child's body or not. I was looking in researching this episode at one of the most popular nationally available brands of pea milk, and they have a quote unquote kids line. And what is so incredibly frustrating is if you look on their website and you click on the kids product and then you click on the nutrition information, they do not disclose, they don't divulge the full nutrition facts panel. They cherry pick the nutrients that they think parents want to see and they hide the nutrients that parents don't want to see. What do we want to avoid for small children? Added sugars and sodium. What does the kids product of pea milk have? Added sugars and sodium. You have to go to like, if you're just looking online, if you don't have the actual product, I would just go to Amazon and then click on the product. And then Amazon always shows you like the full 360 of the product. And you can zoom in and see the actual nutrition facts panel that the FDA mandates that you put on the product, not the cherry picked pick and choose that the brand wants to put on their website. And there you can see, oh, look, there's five grams of added sugar in a serving of this kid's product. If it is a product that we're serving to some a child less than two years of age, we don't want any added sugars in it. And so therefore, I would not go with pea milk. You can find other ones. So it's funny because there's ones that actually don't have added sugar. They all do have some added sodium, but there are some without added sugar that would actually be more appropriate for kids that have a higher level of fat, but they're not marketed as being for kids. So just always be wary of the products that are marketed as quote unquote kids. A lot of times it's just this idea of like a value added proposition that the manufacturer is going to sell you a higher priced product because you think it's more nutritionally attuned for your baby. But as you know, doing baby led weaning, you don't have to buy quote unquote baby foods. You don't have to buy quote unquote kids foods. You can get your child to eat just modified versions of the same foods, of course, that the rest of the family is doing. So if you guys drink pea milk, just choose the one without added sugar. It's not the kids one though. All right, next up is almond milk. Almond milk, pro, kind of hard to find anything. Um, Let's just skip to the cons. Basically, there's no protein in almond milk, right? A cup of cow's milk has eight grams of protein. A cup of almond milk has one gram of protein. Mentioned, okay, there's other places that your baby could be getting protein, but sometimes parents will ask, oh, can I do almond milk as a way to introduce my baby to the potentially allergenic food tree nut? And the answer is no, again, because the protein part of the allergenic food, in this case, the tree nut, and almond would be the one that we're selecting, the protein part is the one that could potentially cause the allergic reaction. And through the processing of almonds into almond milk, almost the entirety of the protein is removed. That's why there's such a small amount of protein left in one cup of almond milk. Also, almond milks oftentimes have added salt. They have all these thickening agents. They have different ingredients that you can't pronounce in many cases. Is that something you want in your child's body? Um, They also tend to have a higher oxalate content. So if consumed in excess, could be problematic for people with underlying kidney stones. Most children, of course, wouldn't have that. But there's basically not a lot of nutrition in almond milk. And the type And the flavors that most people end up buying are the ones that have added sugars, which again, are inappropriate for your baby. All right, let's move on to rice milk. Again, uh, rice milk is really only for people with like severe allergies who cannot tolerate anything else. So if you're nut-free, dairy-free, soy-free, rice milk might be an option. But the con, of course, is that the potential for arsenic in rice foods. So if you are not yet familiar, rice tends to preferentially pick up arsenic, a heavy metal, at much higher quantities than other crops do. So back in episode 208, we had Dr. James E. Rogers. He is the head scientist at Consumer Reports. He came on to talk about 
this problem of heavy metals in foods that babies eat. And we talk a lot about rice foods and limiting rice foods. And so I'm always confident in the Consumer Reports recommendations. They recommend no rice milk for children under age five. And even then only at a half a cup per day, there's almost no nutrition in rice milk. It's not even called rice milk. It's called rice drink. Okay, there's no protein, there's no calcium, there's no vitamin D, and the potential for arsenic, definitely a no-go for children. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What about coconut milk? I love coconut milk as a way to introduce your baby to coconut, but we don't use it in place of fluid cow's milk unless, I mean, I've never even heard of anyone doing that because it's it's not really something that is even nutritionally equivalent, right? And with coconut milk, the reason why I like coconut milk for babies to introduce um, in very small quantities is because it's a thick liquid, right? You get a can of unsweetened coconut milk or coconut cream. It's a nice thick liquid that's easy for your baby to drink, plus like making actual foods with coconut can be really challenging. It's, well, obviously a pain (laughs) to crack and scoop the flesh out of actual coconuts and then soften it to make it safe for babies to eat. Not to mention that most of the flaked or shredded coconut that you buy at the store is sweetened. You can buy unsweetened one. I actually realized I don't even have a whole episode on coconut. So I put that on my list of episodes to do next for you guys. Um, But I like coconut milk for introducing coconut. But from a nutrition standpoint, it's not a milk alternative even really. There's zero protein in coconut milk. Um, The other concern would be the very high levels of saturated fat. So, you know, in a typical cup of cow's milk, there are eight grams of fat, five of which are saturated. We're talking about whole milk here, which is what 12-month-old babies can drink. In coconut milk, in a third of a cup serving, there's 12 grams of fat, okay? And 11 of those are saturated, okay? And the saturated fats are the, the bad fats that have the potential to raise our bad cholesterol levels. A little bit of saturated fat is fine, but it's certainly not something we would want to get in the habit of offering, you know, cups of this every day to a baby. And then, of course, there are also fewer nutrients across the board in coconut milk when compared to cow's milk, okay? So there's no vitamin A, vitamin B12, there's no thiamine, riboflavin, or vitamin K. What about oat milk? Okay, oat milk is another one that's kind of like newer on the market. Um, One of the, the pros for parents is that they sometimes buy this product because it's higher in fiber, right? If it's made from oats and oats are whole grain and whole grains have fiber, that's fine. But remember for babies, like we don't want to push high quantities of adult diet fiber into babies and make them feel artificially fuller for longer, right? That's some diet culture stuff that hopefully just stays in the adult world. Oats are a carbohydrate containing food. Um, They are low in fat, right? So then as with a lot of these other products, they have to add a fat. And then sometimes the type of fat being added can be questionable for children's health. So oat milk is not nutrient dense by any mean. It doesn't have any nutrients for babies. It's good in the sense that you can find ones that don't have added sugars um, because it's just oats and water. Okay, so as far as like something to put on your cereal, that's what I kind of think of like some of these, you know, at a minimum could, it could provide that for you. That may be one that you would consider. But as far as, you know, order of recommendation, if you're doing a milk alternative, I still stick by soy milk. So unsweetened, higher fat soy milks that have been fortified with calcium, vitamin A and vitamin D, I think are your best bet if you are looking for a plant-based milk alternative. All right, our intern did a really cool comparison of some of these different nutrients 
in the different types of milks, pros and cons. Um, as you see, not a ton of pros. Mostly the cons are added sugar, added salt, and other ingredients that you don't want in your kid's body. Best option, go for cow's milk, whole milk at 12 months. If you can do it and you want to drink milk, if you don't do milk or you can't do it, the soy milk would be your best bet. All the show notes are going to be linked up for you on the website at plwpodcast.com forward slash 285. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you also to our network partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature science and food and using your brain, check out Airwave Media for some other amazing audio experiences. Again, my podcast home base is at blwpodcast.com and I'll see you guys next time. Happy feeding. Hi friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.